Welcome to another episode of Faithfully Unscripted, the show that gives real-life stories on how to navigate our faith when our humanness gets in the way. I'm your host, T. Charday, and today, y'all, we are talking about seeking God in our lives. So as always, before we get into this topic, I want to first start off with a definition of what the term seek actually means. So here we go. The definition of seek is an attempt to find something. And another definition is to desire to obtain or achieve something. So when we talk about seeking, it's basically another word for looking, right? So have you ever lost your keys on the way to work? (laughs) Not only is that the most stressful thing in the world, but whenever you lose something, especially your keys, Like I have like flipped over couch cushions, looked through all my clothes. I've been like, what did I have on the last time I had my keys? Did I have on my jacket? Were the kids playing with my keys? Like, where are my keys? If you have ever lost your keys on the way to work, then you know exactly what it means to seek something, right? Uh, So here's another example. Has your child ever lost a library book that was overdue? (laughs) Do you know how stressful that is? I can personally tell you that just today, I got a second overdue notice from her library at her school because she was missing a library book. And they sent us a a bill basically to to, uh, replace the book. And y'all, the bill was like $12. And I know that's not a lot, but I was like, oh no, we are gonna find this book. So this morning, we went through her whole room, going through her bookshelf, taking all her toys out. And sure enough, I found that book. And when I tell you that I personally took that book to the librarian this morning, (laughs) because I did not want to pay $12 for a library book. So that's another example of looking for something. When you have to do something or achieve a goal, you are seeking something. And that is what I just experienced today. Um, Another example of seeking is, have you ever looked for an alternative route when traffic is backed up? Whenever I see traffic or I head towards on the interstate and I see like all these red lights in front of me, I immediately get on ways. I get on maps like (laughs) because I don't want to be in traffic. Right. So I am in real time seeking another way to get to downtown Nashville, you know, so When you think about it, we seek something all the time in our everyday lives and that whatever it is, whatever we're seeking, when we want to find something, we find it. So I would like to introduce that same concept of seeking your keys, seeking the library book, seeking a new way in traffic. I want to talk to you about the importance and the value of seeking God in that same manner. So let's talk about it in scripture. Um, if you look in Matthew 6, 33, everybody has heard the scripture, I'm sure. But it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So that is a super loaded, loaded scripture that we're not going to go into a lot of detail with today. But I wanted to talk to you about the things that 
we're actually seeking, right? So if you look at the scripture, it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So when I think about the scripture, I think about what are the things that we seek in our everyday life, right? So in our social media world that we live in, we are constantly seeking likes or approval from our peers. We are constantly seeking opportunities to make like extra money on the side. Everybody I know y'all has like a part-time, a side hustle in some capacity, You know, we are seeking money. We may be seeking opportunity. We're trying to seek different platforms to introduce a new concept or a business that we have. Um, We're always seeking material things like the new iPhone, the titanium iPhone. That's the thing, you know, trying to have a bigger house or a nicer car. In our everyday life, we are constantly seeking things. Um, But what I love about this verse is that if you seek like actual things that are of God, which for me, that's like fruits of the spirit. If you're able to seek some of those things, all that other stuff that you want will be added to you. So when we talk about seeking the fruits of the spirit, just in case you don't know, the fruits of the spirit can be found in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the fruits of the spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So just imagine if you were actually seeking, um, for example, generosity. So I was in Fort Worth, Texas this weekend, and my driver uh, was telling me about a story about where he saw a lady on the side of the road who had a flat tire. And he was on his way to the airport, and she worked at the airport. And so he told me this amazing story of generosity where he pulled over to help her with her tire And she had a spare tire and she was on her way to work and she was worried about being late. And he told me that he decided to pull over and check on her, see how she was, because he could tell she was really distressed. Right. So he pulls over and she's like, I have a spare, but I don't even know how to change my tire. I'm going to be late for work. Like this is the worst day ever. So instead of just telling her, oh, good luck, I hope you make it. He was kind enough and generous enough to share some of his time and knowledge, and he changed her tire. So he changed her tire on the side of the road, and she went back to work. She was headed to the airport, and he was picking someone up at the airport. And he said that when he got to his um, gate to go board his plane, he had been upgraded to, like, business select, and then he got upgraded again to first class. And it was because this lady showed him kindness back and upgraded him. So can you imagine going from like economy seating (laughs) to business select to first class? And this driver told me that it happened more than one time. So that's an example of how seeking the fruits of the spirit or seeking things that are of God first. And once you focus on that and do those things, all that other fun stuff will be added to you. The driver had no idea that changing this lady's tire, first of all, he didn't even know who she was. She just said that she worked at the airport. He didn't know that she was um, a flight attendant or he didn't even know what airline she was a part of. He had no idea, but it didn't matter because instead of him assessing whether or not he was going to gain something from this lady, he saw her in distress and he decided to help her. And so with him being able to focus on the fruits of the spirit, 
he was given all these other things. He got his flights upgraded on more than one flight. And he was just so amazed at how that kindness was paid forward to him. So he wasn't seeking to get any bonuses or anything from helping her. But that was a result of him focusing on the fruit of the spirit. So that is a real time example. I thought was really cool uh, that I wanted to share with you guys about the things that you're seeking. So, of course, this is not Q&A, but think about and reflect on, you know, what are you seeking in your everyday life? And I know that is a, a very, very heavy topic. So we'll probably have to do another episode on that another day. But let's get back to what we're talking about. So I have a real life example that I wanted to share with you about how to seek God, right? So that's what we're talking about. How do you seek God? How do you look for God in hard situations, in situations where you feel like God is nowhere to be found? There are so many times in my life where things were happening all around me and just, I just was like, God, are you like on break up there? You know, are you clocked out for the day? Do you see all this chaos that's happening in my life? Where are you at? And why First of all, why are you letting this happen to me? <laughs> because let's be real, this is faithfully unscripted and we're always going to be honest about how we feel. First of all, everybody feels like because we're God's children that nothing bad will ever happen to us, right? Which is nowhere to be found, by the way. There is no there is no minister, there is no scripture in the Bible that says that being a child of God is an easy path. So let's just clear that up, first of all. And two, when those things do happen to us, we're like, God, where are you? Like, what is this? Are you on break? Did uh, did you switch shifts with somebody? Like, what is going on? How can you let this happen to me? So in those situations, I want to share a personal story um, of how I was able to seek God in a hard time. And when we say seek God, don't forget that we're talking about looking for him, looking for evidence that God is still here and that he still loves us. That's what we're saying every time I talk about seeking God in these situations how are you looking for him to show um, or to get proof that he exists even in a difficult time? So the, the hardest time of my life uh, was when my mom passed away. She passed away in 2021. She took her own life um, in the summer of 2021. And so when that happened to me, you can only imagine that I was like, God, are you serious? I, is this for real? Am I dreaming? Is this a joke? Like, how could you let this happen to me, right? So when I, over time, which I'm still in a grieving process, so let me let me put a disclaimer out there that I am not completely healed from losing my mom. But over time, I try to, with intention, try to look for God in her passing away, in her death. So where where is God in that hard situation for me? And I found him in a couple ways, and I'll share those ways with you. One of the first ways that I was able to see God in the death of my mom's passing was I had so much gratitude for the time that we spent together before she passed away. Uh, not to go into too much detail, but me and my mom did not have the, the best relationship. It was on and off again, on and off again. And she was having a lot of mental health struggles um, that just kind of, golly, they just surmounted over the years. And she never went to therapy. She didn't talk to any about it, anyone about it um, except for her three children. So a month before she passed, actually two months before she passed, uh, we all decided as a family that it would be best if she moved in with us. 
And so she moved in with my family, with my husband and our four children. And y'all, when I tell you it was the best month ever, and I am so grateful for that time that I had with her, not because I ha- I knew that she was going to die two months later, but just the time that we spent together, she was with the, my kids every day, you know, so my grandkids had a ball waking up to her and waiting on her to come home. She went to some events with me at the time I had my event planning company and she actually helped set up some parties with me and we stayed up all night <laughs> trying to make a balloon garland, which I never figured out. But even that, like just hanging out with her and being in her presence You know, after she passed away, we were able to kind of see how valuable that time was with her. And we had no idea that she was going to pass. So for me, seeking God in her death, the first thing that I acknowledged, and I know that the God was in the midst of that, was her decision to move in with me and my family, number one. And the opportunity that that time that she spent with us created so that we could fix our relationship. I'll never forget um, the day of my daughter's birthday. She was in the kitchen doing something and she stops me and she said, you know, um, do you mind if I give you a hug? And I was like, okay, well, I guess, but like, we really got to go. Party's about to start. And she hugged me in the middle of our kitchen. (laughs) And it was the tightest hug (laughs) that she's ever given me in my whole life. Now, I didn't know that that was going to be the last hug that I got from her, but she hugged me so tight. (laughs) She hugged me so tight that day. And she told me like how proud she was of me and just like all these things. I was just like, in that moment, y'all, I was like, okay, this is a lot. We got to get started with this party. Like, what are you okay? Like what's going on? But she made a point to stop and do that. And so for me, now that she's passed away two years later, I see God in that that one day all by itself, like having that experience with her, being in our home, fixing our relationship, um, just being able to embrace her. Like that's something that God was definitely in the midst of that. So when she passed away, I was able to see God's presence because I did get those memories with her. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, another way that I what looked for God, like actively looked for God in her passing is that it created an opportunity for me to travel and speak to students and faculty and just people in general about the importance of mental health. Um, I really didn't dabble too much into mental health before she passed away. Um, But of course, uh, the way that she died uh, was a really heavy, heavy thing for our family. And so because I had went through that hard struggle and that grief, um, it gave me some insight knowledge on how to help other survivors of suicide loss, right? So I have been able to speak with my sister on all types of different platforms and really encourage people to not blame themselves when, when something like that happens in their life and just really be able to touch and connect with people on a way that I can say that I probably never would have been able to had my mom not passed away that she in the way that she did. Um, so for me, being able to seek God or looking for God in my mom's passing, another another way that I know that God was in the midst of, of how that happened is because of all the lives that I've been able to touch. So that's another way that I, I see God in the midst of that 
um, horrible experience that I went through. Um, another way that I sought for God or looked for God in her death is just like when I look around, there's so much support that I have gotten and that my family has gotten from friends, from her coworkers, y'all. Like my mom used to do a 5K called the Tough Mudder. Every year for her birthday, that was what she wanted to do, which was crazy to me because I would never want to do that on my birthday. But every year she used to do that for her birthday. And this year, um, actually two weeks ago, the Tough Mudder came to our city and it was so many of us. Like my sister built a team of her coworkers and friends and my friends and my family and our family. And every year there's like 50 people that do the Tough Mudder in honor of my mom because that's where she would have been on her birthday, you know? So I also see God showing up in my life, despite my mom's passing, in the community and the love that people pour into me on a daily basis, y'all. Like, my mom has been passed away for over two years now, and people are still showing up for us, still checking in on my children, still coming to birthday parties and all the things. So... I, I see God showing up in the relationships that I've built over these um, past years. And then also another way that I see God in her passing is it introduced to my family the value of therapy. So as I mentioned before, there wasn't a lot of conversation about mental health in our family. I mean, some people went to therapy, but it wasn't actually like discussed um, in our culture, th therapy has become a like trendy, hot topic right now. But when my mom passed away, I didn't have any clue on what I was doing with my life. I was completely numb, like didn't feel anything. It, even when I look back at some of the days, I was in a complete fog. Like there was one day after my mom passed. I want to say it was the same day that my mom passed. I was trying to get my kids ready for school. Do you know that I took my daughter to daycare without her shoes on? Like I was so, so lost and confused and disoriented that I couldn't even make like basic decisions. I have never taken my children anywhere without their shoes on. And when I got to the daycare and I opened the door and I looked at my daughter, she was completely dressed with no shoes. And I was just like, how can you not put shoes on her? Like, what? Where are your? Where is your mind? But that's how disoriented I was. Um, and a, a lot of our family members experienced some similar feelings and emotions as well. So therapy, all like that saved my life, and I I would have never considered it um, had my mom not passed away in the manner that she did. Um, and not only did it help me with my grieving journey, but it also helped my family members. You know, my dad went to therapy. My children went to therapy. We all did a family therapy together. And so understanding the importance of internal work on yourself is something that we would have never come across had my mom not passed away uh, in the way that she did. Now, my sister is so amazing. Like she creates like check-in days where it's just like, hey, how you feeling? How you doing? And we send it, she sends it to the entire family. And so with her doing that and with all of us connecting and just being honest and more vulnerable, not only does it help our family heal, but it also ch changes the narrative of someone else in our family potentially making that decision to take their life. So another way that I see God in her death is just 
how important therapy has become to our family. So when we talk about Faithfully Unscripted, we're talking about real life stories, real life situations. And this topic today has been faithfully seeking. That's what we're talking about. So now that I've given you some examples and we talked about what you should actually be looking for, let's talk about how can you seek God? How do you actually do that, right? It sounds easy. You know, we gave an example of looking for your keys in the morning, but how do you actually look for God? How do you seek God in any situation in your life? And I have some tools that hopefully will help you. The first thing that you want to do is you want to make an effort to search for the good in any situation. Whatever good thing you find, that is God. That's where God shows up. No matter what it is, you have to make an effort to see the good in any type of situation. You know, I just mentioned to you, uh, my mom and how we looked for God. Like you have to actively search the same way in the morning when you lose your keys and you're flipping cushions over and you're looking down the drain and you're looking through the laundry basket. It is an active thing. You have to actively see God. And sometimes that can be really hard to do. You know, even when you are having a really bad day, even if you take a walk, y'all, I can tell you there have been days where I have just been so overwhelmed and so stressed out that I just need to get some air. And when I take that walk, Especially right now. Um, so in Nashville, it's, you know, it's fall everywhere. But in Nashville, the leaves are changing colors. And when I take an actual walk and I look up at the sky and I look at the trees and I look at the color of the leaves changing, that is God. Like, and I can see how beautiful and how in- intuitive and how detailed and intricate God's design of this of nature is. And it completely changes my attitude because the same way that he crafted out the colors and the shades of the leaves in the same detail that he puts into every part of our life, he does the same thing for you. So anytime you're having a bad day or you're going through a rough situation, God is there. You just have to make an effort to search for the good, search for the things that show that God is still with you and that he loves you. Because if you make an effort, I guarantee you'll find something. Another um, advice I would give is to focus on that good thing to anchor you in those times. So whatever you find, even if it's like we said, if it's nature, if it's the beauty in the trees, let that be your anchor. So when things come to you and things get harder, focus on that one good thing and that will keep you centered and grounded as you navigate hard times. Um, another thing that's been really helpful when it comes to actually seeking God or looking for God in your life. I have been really successful um, personally with asking someone else for another perspective on what I'm going through. So sometimes it's hard to see God and how gracious he is and how wonderful he is when you're in a dark place. So sometimes it takes stepping out of that environment and having someone else look down in the situation and see see it from a different perspective. So for example, um, when COVID came, oh my gosh, y'all, COVID was so hard for everybody in life. So, so hard. Um, and it was really, really hard. And when I, we, when I talk about COVID now, like looking back, it was hard. You know, a lot of people lost their lives and 
it was an, an absolute tragedy in so many ways for so many people. Um, and now that it's kind of far away, you can look back and have a different perspective on it. And when you look at it now, when I look at it now, I'm thinking, you know, COVID was a really hard season for everyone. But now looking back at it, it did change a lot. One, it gave teachers a lot more respect. I give teachers so much credit, y'all, because have you have you ever had to run a small business and homeschool for children? Like, I don't even know. That was a whole experience. And I know we all went through that. And I'm not saying that my experience was worse than anyone else's, but golly, another perspective on the pandemic really, really, really changes how you view it. So Yes, schools were closed, but you did get to spend more time with your family. You learned to really appreciate teachers. I have so much respect for first responders now. And that's because I have a different perspective because now I'm on the outside of the pandemic. So bringing it back to your situation, um, let's say you just lost your job and you're just like, oh my gosh, this is awful. I can't believe this. Well, maybe in your situation, because you're right there in that moment, losing your job can be pretty hard. But if someone else comes around to you and says, you know, I know you lost your job, but this is what I see. I see an opportunity for you to start a new career path. I see an opportunity for you to be creative about your future. I see opportunity for you to rebuild and work on some internal things. Maybe there were some mistakes you made. Maybe you were late every day. And if you got fired because you were late every day, maybe this is an opportunity for you to develop some discipline when it comes to your punctuality. So sometimes another person can reveal God to you. And so I would recommend that when you're in those dark places, ask someone else to give you their perspective, because sometimes they can see a light and they can see God's presence and they can reveal that to you um, when you are, you know, really, really in a hard place. And then lastly, and this shouldn't be last, I would say last, but certainly not least. It probably should be the first thing that I mentioned today. But whenever you're trying to faithfully seek God, my best advice I can give you is to honestly ask God to reveal himself to you. If you ask God, say, listen, God, this is a high mess. I don't know if you took a nap or what, but I am really strolling down here. Can you please reveal yourself to me? Can you reveal your love? Can you give me a sign that this is going to be okay? Can you please just, just show me where you are because I can't see you. And God is so great that he will show up. And if you ask him, if you ask him to show up, he will. There are so many times in the Bible where we are almost like, okay, God, prove it. <laughs> you know, if you're really, this is really you, you know, knock on the door four times or, you know, whatever. And you can see that in scripture and it's okay. God is okay with us being honest. You know, one of the reasons that I even created this podcast is because God knows that we're human. He created us. He knows that we need, sometimes we need assurance, you know, and it's, it doesn't make you less of a Christian. It doesn't make you a bad person, but it's a, it is a very human thing to ask God to show himself. There's nothing wrong with that. So I would encourage anyone that if you are really trying to seek God and you're actively looking for him, simply ask God to reveal himself to you. And I promise you that he will do that. Well, guys, that concludes this amazing episode of Faithfully Unscripted. I hope that after you hear this podcast that you will spend the rest of your day or night, whatever time you're listening to this, 
seeking God, looking for God in your life. Because despite how we may feel at times, he is always there. Like he's always there in the worst times, in the best times. He is right there. And if you actively seek him, if you look around your life and take an inventory of all the things that you have and all the things that you've overcome, you will see that God is right there and he has not left you and he still loves you. So please remember that as you continue um, living, living your life. Thank you so much for listening to our second episode of Faithfully Unscripted. I am so excited that I actually had the courage <laughs> to get on here and post another episode um, I hope that you have learned something uh, before we go. Please make sure that you leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you like it, if you hate it, let me know. And also on Apple Podcasts, be sure to follow us so you don't miss the next episode.